Paul's Call is brought to you by Brooklyn Betting. For the best sleep ever, go to brooklynbetting.com. Hey, it's your call, man. No, no. it's your call. No, it's your call. No, no, it's your call. What's on? Nitwits. It's Paul's Call. You know, it's great to be talking ball with people who can match my football IQ. Flip right, double X, jet, 36 counter, naked waggle at 7X, quarter. I do not mean you guys. So pathetic. Maybe singular guy. I'm talking... Get Lorenzo Alexander back on the line, El Pronto, so we can talk about more money insight from Paulie Pigskin. Play the clip. Paulie made a great point yesterday. Because when Chandler gets to the quarterback. Don't ever say that again, Zoe. You know we're going to hear that now. <laughs> oh, he made man. a great point. And that's a pro bowler, a guy with 15 years that ain't just some caller like Richard from Scottsdale. You're wrong, Richard. Everything you say about football is wrong. Apparently, that's the only way we're going to get Doug at this point is uh, actually in the archives. I mean, you know, I mean, Doug thinks he can bum rush, though, and that, you know, like Richard and Scottsdale or, or, or Wolf. Remember that lady that one time played? This that? time you're wrong, Doug. Yeah, yeah I remember that, that Bobby. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Hang on. Hit the brakes. We have our own breaking news this morning. An asteroid will not be socially distant from Earth this Thursday. An asteroid skimming Earth? Today, danger. Will Robinson, danger. Hashtag 2020. Exactly what we need. This report. It came over the weekend, predicting doom today from an asteroid. Right for my life. What's the projection? It's going to be a close call. A school bus-sized asteroid will come within 13,000 miles of Earth on Thursday. 13,000 miles, Paul. An asteroid the size of a school bus. Now, okay, so how close is 13,000 miles? Below many of the weather satellites orbiting the planet. But not to worry. NASA says the space rock named 2020 SW will zoom safely past Earth. Of course it's named 2020-something because, you know, again, it's 2020, Mad Bum. 2020 sucks. Right. I'm, uh, I'm pretty much on board with that now. I'm not a big fan of it. We used to play asteroids as a kid in the arcade. Now we're just saving Earth from asteroids with the sawed-off shotgun of sports. Sports takes and forget Zoe's title. What was it? Executive VP NFLPA. No. Here's a a title in a Paul's direction. NASA's Paul Chodas, director of the Center for Near-Earth Object Studies at NASA's Jet Propulsion Labs. Did you get all that? No. That's director of the Center for Near-Earth Object Studies at NASA's Jet Propulsion Labs. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. (laughs) Next up. Next question. Next question is intended for Broncos head coach Vic Fangio coming off <laughs> his second straight. Why are you laughing, Walt? Well, because he's coming. Because he's he doesn't he's, yell, Paul. He's he's in over his head. Let's be honest. He he's never coming yells. Off, he, he's coming off his second straight winless September. Nothing for you. Okay. Not only is Denver zero and three, the Broncos have the dubious distinction of the most money on injured reserve of any team in the league. 53 million plus worth of injured players on IR right now, and that's not including the starting quarterback, Drew Locke, who's on the active roster but not playing. I hate to hear that. That sucks. <laughs> and by the way, that's 20 million more uh, than the team next up on the injured list. The. Last week, Fangio started at quarterback in place of Drew Locke, Jeff Driscoll. Who the hell are you? This week, a first-time start for a long-time QB name in the NFL, 
Too bad the head coach can't remember the name. Play the clip. Coach, uh, have you made a decision on your quarterback, and what is your choice and why? Yeah, we're going to start Mark. I mean, uh, Brett, I keep calling him Mark at times because of his uncle. But um, we're going to go with Brett, but we do have the ability to mix uh, Jeff in there some in the game if we feel like we need to. Want to get away? Coach Fangio has benched Jeff Driscoll, and he's going with a nephew of 1992 Super Bowl MVP Mark Rippon. Um, What's his name? I can't find it. The hell with it. If only I'd written this down on my laminated play sheet. Yeah, we're going to start Mark. I mean, uh, Brett. I keep calling him Mark at times because of his uncle. You know what? Honestly, I played with Mark. I did, Bully. St. Louis. (laughs) I played with him in St. Louis with the Rams in 1995. Well, now project yourself from head coach of Phoenix College to an NFL head coach. (laughs) Do Do you think you would screw up the name of your starting quarterback that week? Well, if I was at PC, I might. I might, Paulie, because I was the worst head coach in the history of junior college football. Well, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this. Speaking of the worst, uh, I will take the Jets to win tonight. Team struggling. Which is a bold hot take because here's your holy cannoli stat. The Jets are the only team in the NFL not to hold a lead at any point in any game this season. No way. And further, furthermore... The Jets also, if you're scoring at home, you might want to rank, uh, write this down because they rank dead last in total yards, scoring, yards, uh, passing yards, first downs, and red zone efficiency. No. Also, the Jets are second to last in total touchdowns, third down conversions, and yards per play. See you in Pittsburgh. Can't wait. So how can we get Trevor Lawrence? How, how can they get That's what they're thinking right now. And we'll get to that in a minute, because here's former Jets linebacker. You heard him there, Bart Scott, trying to put in perspective how the numbers are bad. I mean, real bad. But the eyeball test on the Jets is worse. And it's not that they're losing. It's how they're losing. It looks like they're inadequate. It looks like they don't have a clue. It looks like they have no philosophy. Or we don't know what brand of football that they're deciding to play. Are they ground and pound? Are they uh, an air raid type of offense? They're a team with no identity. So they have an identity crisis. If you don't know who we are and what our philosophy are, how can you implement the game plan? So... When the Cardinals go to New York next week, since Sam is not the man from what we've seen, we do expect Wolf to hear the tank for Trevor cat calls from all the Jets fans, right? New York, baby! We're going to do some damage! By the way, this week, Cardinals are at Carolina, where until the Panthers' last second win over the Chargers, the Panthers fan base was starting the tank for Trevor calls for the nearby Clemson quarterback. Are you sure, Paul? Oh, yeah. Are you it, sure? After the second loss, that was happening. Now, speaking of week to week, what does Keyshawn Johnson say about this week? I'm going with the Cardinals and okay. Kyler Murray. I think when you look at taking Christian McCaffrey out of that offense, it does something to the Carolina Panthers. They have all their weapons in Arizona. Although Arizona's traveling to Carolina, I just don't see where Carolina can get out of their own way without Christian McCaffrey in the lineup. Sounds like Keyshawn and Rex Ryan have reverse field on the Cardinals here. After week three. Might be, Paulie, but they got to finish this one. Speaking of. Big finish. Wrap it up. Now it's time for another edition of. I'll be dang. So last month, that's what Wolf said when we had this story from LAX. Multiple pilots approaching LAX Sunday night say they saw an unbelievable hazard in the sky. We just passed a guy in a jet pack. Don't hear that every day. Dude was in the flight path around LAX about 3,000 feet up in a jetpack. 
But wait, there's more. And look at this. This is a paramedic jetpack. It's designed to help first responders reach places helicopters can't. Three words you need to learn, Wolf. Jetpack paramedic. Oh, my God, dang. Okay, Paul. Here's the concept. What if you took a paramedic, outfitted him or her, with a jetpack. This could be the future of remote medicine. A paramedic with a jetpack reaching places helicopters can't, helping critically ill patients much quicker. I mean, like when Doug broke his ankle, since he's not here, we're going to bag on him. Since we remember when he makes stuff up, when he broke his ankle on that bunker on a beer right. Friday. I had about a team. Yeah. Really? I mean, think about it. Doug could have radioed for. First, jet suit paramedic. Yes. Uh, by the way, on a test flight, just to show you where they would use it on a no. rocky hillside, like on Camelback, right? It took the jetpack 90 seconds to reach an elevated destination that would have taken 25 minutes by foot. I'll be gone, dang! Wow, Paul, that's pretty good yeah, right there, man. It's high tech. Man. The suit is covered in five mini jet engines, can reach 32 miles an hour, and flies for about five minutes. <laughs> I mean, man, would you be a little terrified doing that, Paul? I don't know. I mean, uh, you're strapping on five mini jet engines and then just... <laughs> Just hitting liftoff? I mean, yeah. I guess if you know what you're doing, but I I don't know, buzzing LAX, you are a bad, bad man if you're doing that. Tell you what, I mean, you know, at this point in my life, no, you know, the wife doesn't know what to get me for the holidays. I, I got jetpacked down there. Oh, gnarly! Ah, it's Paul's goal. Thank you, Paul.